We want better schools. We want them now. Stand in our way, and you'll catch these eight black hands with Ankrum, Cole, El Mecky, and Stewart. Join us now for an hour or more of talk on education and culture. Muted, brother. Good afternoon, fellas. How's everybody? I'm good. How you good. doing? Good, man. Doing well. It's cold. Snow. We shoveled out. They said we might get some more. So I feel like I'm in Chicago, but I'm in Philly. It's not the weather <laughs> we uh, we normally have. Um, but good time. Just a uh, quick check in. Uh, Christopher Stewart. Yes. Yes, the one sir. and only. How you doing, yes, bro? Uh, I'm beige, blessed, and bougie, bro. <laughs> like, like it's all good. Uh, we're fed. We're housed. We're sheltered. We're clothed. And uh, yeah, nothing to complain about. I have nothing but work to do that I like to do. Good work. Right. So there's no complaining. That's it. Yeah. I mean, some people say like, oh, when you love what you're doing, it's not work. I'm like, I love it. And it's still work, you know, <laughs> it's still work, but there's dignity. Yeah. I've always felt dig. you know, I wrote something tonight to myself as I was like thinking mm. back over the years, I've done a lot of jobs that people don't associate with having dignity, but mm. I did them in ways in which I was happy to be there because I felt whatever job I had, I felt blessed, but I'm like a million black men who were told in the seventies by their parents, if you're going to be a janitor, be the best janitor you can be. If you're going to be a street sweeper, be the best street sweeper you can be, whatever. Yeah. You know, I think it was a thing about always, you know, always make black excellent, no matter where you are, whatever you do have dignity in it. And I took that to heart. So. Yeah. yeah no, I feel you. I feel like I've, never had a, a job that wasn't associated with the the actual work that I wanted to do. Mm. So I feel, you know, besides my college summer jobs, I had a plenty of su- college summer jobs that I was like, this ain't the work. This is just a job. Um, but, you know, as far as like my professional career, um, it's been a, it's been the work. So I really appreciate mm-hmm. that. Yeah. What's up, uh, Cole? Same old, Love same old man. agency. Always, bro. Always. I actually designed some some different ones that's coming out soon. But um, I'm good, man. I'm happy to be here. Uh, happy happy to see y'all, man. Uh, hopefully our, our our brother Ray makes it in. I know they having the blizzard right now, and most of the eastern seaboard is. So um, I hope everybody's doing good, man. I, I I'm excited. I think I'm not even the biggest football fan. I will say this might be the best playoff football I've seen. Uh, Probably in my life. I mean, there was another OT game earlier today, and it's looking like this one could very well end up in OT as well. So, um, but I'm I'm happy to, for our guests uh, have haven't seen and talked to this person in a while. So, you know, it, it, it should be a good one, man. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Well, look, I, I was looking forward to talking about this show. As y'all know, I'm not the biggest, uh, you know. Uh, pop culture or current culture guy. Like I learned a lot of my stuff on the show or when I was a, a principal <laughs> eavesdropping or talking to, to youth and they were like, yo, you don't know about this. Let me put you down. Um, but I did have the uh, opportunity to check out this, uh, you know, this show Abbott Elementary. And so, you know, glad to have uh, Mimi Wilde Johannes uh, on with us this, this evening. Uh, who we've been talking back and forth at the Center for Black Educated Development about the show here and there, you know, sharing just little tidbits, uh, you know, uh, every once in a while. But just want to, you know, bring Mimi on and, and a little bit about Mimi for those, um, you know, who don't know her. She's she's super dope. We are grateful and blessed 
uh, to have her at the Center for Black Educator Development as our director of strategic partnerships. She's probably spoken to 400 people, um, you know, by now, um, you know, engaging them, sharing about our work and stuff. And before that, she was in advocacy. Uh, she she worked at the 74. She was a teacher. Uh, she did a lot of the, uh, you know, supporting uh, Roland is, is school choice, the black choice. Um, and that campaign that was national. And, so, and you can see a, a lot of her blog, her blogs are still up on the 74. Um, so you can, uh, you know, definitely check out her writing, which has been pretty dope. And, um, you know, glad to kind of just jump in. We're just going to have a conversation like we've been seeing this show. I'm going to talk a little bit about it. Uh, you know, Abbott Elementary, uh, which is is based in Philadelphia. So that's been kind of cool just to see a Philly based uh, the, the producer and one of the actors who acts in it. Uh, Quinta Brunson, um, uh, Shirley Ralph, who's also Philly native, is also an uh, actress in it. And it's been interesting uh, to have this show about a school in, in Philadelphia uh, with majority black and brown students and telling a little bit about the story, trying to add some humor, uh, you know, to the show. And, and you know, just want to kind of talk a little bit about it, you know, one about the representation how often do you see, uh, you, usually when I see teacher shows, it's the white savior who's coming into the hood and saving them, you know, um, dangerous minds and, and other stuff. Or it's the other Bro, side. Bro, that's not a show, that's a movie. Whatever. And then uh, Lean On Me, you know what I mean, was on the other extreme. Like, that's, yeah, not, not, that's why not, people hate the East Coast. Do, this do is why not, people hate the East Coast. Do, <laughs> not, do not have anything to say about Lean On Me, bro. Just, just. I, I, yeah, let me nah. say it. I just want, there will be no Lean On Me slander, B. Well, listen, I, it's not slander. I'm just saying, like, on the other side, you see uh, a movie like Lean On Me, which is like, yo, everything's crazy. You need a bat to, you know, to, to, uh, make it a school because they used to call uh, him crazy joe and then they yeah, used to call I, him I batman get i get that it's just you know <laughs> but we we're ta- also talking about like just the reality and you know like as educators who've been in schools who lived in schools who have children in schools who attended schools you know it's just interesting to see like you know what's real what's not what's what's comedy what's not what's exaggerated what's for the show business all those kind of um you know, all those kind of things. So that's just what, what I want to talk about, you know. Um, and listen, lean on me. Let me tell you, my first principalship, mm-hmm. when I was thinking about going to be the principal, I had been assistant principal and a teacher for, t- for the first decade. When I was, you know, and they were trying to convince me to take this job. And I loved where I was. I was at the, I was assistant principal at the school I started teaching at. So I'd been there for a decade. I was, I loved it. I loved the community. I loved being there. And they were like, no, you need to come take this school, you know, um, but when they said, yeah, but before you go, you need to watch Lean On Me. And I hadn't seen it at the time. You know, I'm, not, I'm, all, I'm usually like a little bit behind with some of the TV stuff. OK. And when I watched it, I was like, well, there, if that's what the school's like, I'm not going there. That's not <laughs> I'm not going there to be the what do you mean? Watch this. I'll call him as my man Stark. I'm like, yo, what do you mean? He's like, yo, man, it's just like that. But they need you. So you need to go. You know, um, I ended up going. And thank God I did. I'm, I'm grateful for that, you know, for that experience and the team and the students were so many you know, quotables. Amazing. So, um, yeah. So let, I, w- I want to start with you, Mimi. Just say, hey, Ray, good to see you, Ray Ray um, from the Banana Republic. So sometimes it behaves that way, but, you know, it's all good. Um, <laughs> Mimi, I want to start with you. Just what was your your reaction when you first saw it? You know, I think it was five episodes in now. Um, yeah. what, what was your reaction and what, what drew you to it to even watch, to even watch it? 
Well, thank you so much for the warm intro. Um, it's so great to be here. It's an honor. I um, started watching this show and immediately, I'm not going to lie, I was triggered because I feel like I experienced literally some of the same exact things that main character Janine or Miss Teague's experience. And I was like, they got to be TFA. Like, they don't say it, but I'm like, they have to be Teacher America teachers. Um, so wow. it's just, um, it's a funny play on reality. Like, I think a lot of teachers can definitely resonate with it. Both, you know, in-service uh, in educators and, and, you know, folks that are no longer in the classroom. But I do think it's just a great show that is honestly highlighting some of the the, the um, most significant things, issues, challenges that the education system is facing right now. And education right now is like on a platform literally in every, you know, every uh, circle that you're in, you're most likely going to end up talking about education. And I don't think um, we've we've been in this world where it's come up so often. So it's great to see you know this depiction um, in a way that we can kind of laugh at from time to time. Talk about education, not just about COVID, right? Or opening schools at masks. It's uh, you know, it's been talked about even beyond that, you know, particularly with the stimulus and other things um, that some people were still trying to figure out where what have they spent the money on. But um, Ray Ray, what uh give us your initial like what made you watch it or if you watched it or what's just just general reaction? So I have watched it. Um, I think my initial reaction was <laughs> It's funny uh, because, again, if you've worked in the inner city, regardless of your TFA, regardless of your traditional route, uh, more than likely you've experienced one of these characters. And so it's funny from that aspect. But then listening to other folks um, think piece it and do all these other things that they do with, with these types of shows, I, I can see it unilaterally from like both perspectives in terms of... Um, some of the characters and how some of the characters come off. But for me, you know, beyond the uh, traditional racial tropes uh, that, that, that show up, I think it's, I think it's good. I think it's good that we're highlighting uh, the difficulties that, that can exist in teaching in the, uh, in the inner city. I think that um, it's also good that we're looking at, um, or that folks that are looking at this show can look at the finances, right? In terms of like what, how a district is, uh, how a district receives funds if they're in like a lower Marion school district as as compared to being in. I know, I know the people (laughs) that live there got bread, and I know you, and I know you're adjacent to Lower Marion, so you got bread. No, Um, no, I am not. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but but no, seriously. Um, you know, just just looking at the funding piece, I think that you can get a lot. There's a lot of takeaways in terms of like when teachers teach, uh, in our neighborhoods, how they have to be crafty and how they have to think outside of the box in terms of what they have to do in order for our babies to get what they need, uh, as opposed to it just being there, uh, because you got bread. Mm-hmm. Cole Stewart, we're. Which one? Anyone. <laughs> this is what happened with Sharif host. There we go. All good. There we go. <laughs> this is a dinner room table, bro. We're having a conversation as you stressed last week, so just talk. It's bro. all good, share, man. Share it's, all, it's all love, man. Wayne in the classroom. Wayne at Abbott Elementary. So you ain't got to raise your hand, show your arm well, and all that. You can just jump in. So one, I'm happy for... I love uh, Quinta uh, Brunson. I, I think I'm saying it wrong, but... I love her. I love her since she was doing her sketches. His, her, her uh, he got money sketches. So I'm happy for her. I, I think I like that style of like you know the office 
uh, Parks and Rec, you know, uh, Modern Family style. Um, I think that that's cool. I mean, y'all got a whole dream girl and Cheryl Lee Ralph, you know what I'm saying? Um, as far as the show, like, I mean, I watched it. I had seen it before. I watched a few more episodes for the show. It's not really a show that I'm checking for like that, uh, just on a personal level. I think, um, and I and I feel, I, I felt exactly where Ray was coming from. Like, when I watched it, I was like, oh, they about to have so many damn it's about to be so many platitudes and pieces and stuff like that. And this is, this is the place where I, I, I do my escapism, man. I I'm good. It's, it, it's, I, I like the, I think that the, the crew is charming. Um, but again, it's not a, if you really like it, like I ain't going to hate on it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, Hey man, do your thing. I think people have the things that they, that they prefer and that they want to see, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it, it, but it's, you know, so like I said, I want, I want those people to be successful. I hope it does last. I hope it is there. Um, I don't personally en- enjoy it the way I've seen a lot of other people enjoy it, but I'm happy those people do have something where they feel, you know, represented or whatnot. And George McKenna is another one. If if uh, it was one of Denzel Washington's first movies where he was playing the principal, uh, the famous George McKenna. I don't know if a lot of East Coast people know who George is, but uh, but yeah, it's like his third or fourth movie. So that was the it's name a TV of the movie. movie. It's a TV movie too, bro. You got to go see young young Denzel and Lynn Whitfield in that thing. But um, mm. but yeah, man, it's from like 84, 85, 86, one of them years. So uh, I'll check it out. Yo, Stuart, where, it's where not you? that good of a movie. I mean, it's okay. you said, <laughs> All right, it's I a TV movie, but it's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Stuart. Well, you know, just generally, they they call this this mockumentary, right? Like it's mocking mm-hmm. some yeah. you know uh, some things, kind of like Office. Uh, you know, what's that? Uh, Parks and Rec, some other things. You know, they talk Still to the camera. You know. <laughs> huh? <laughs> what's the matter? I said, that I just named all of them, but I got you. I'm with you. I got oh, you. Oh, yeah, dude. good, good, good. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> mockumentary. I was just bringing that that term in it because I hadn't heard that till I read a couple of the think pieces on it, you know? So, um, Stuart, what do you think about this? Mockumentaries, using mockumentaries as a way to, you know, kind of, you know, Share about the about education or schools or working. Wait, brief, brief, are you are you nervous? Um, no, I rarely get nervous, bro. You know me, I'm pretty even kill. <laughs> what are, I'm, what I'm is wrong with you? You're not right showing now. up tonight, bro. Like, what's happening right <laughs> can now? Can you can you let Stewart talk? See, this is <laughs> this is why you got the the shirt is appropriate. This is this is the banana republic behavior. This is like what happens. Uh, I mean, Stewart, jump in there, bro. Okay, first of all, he needs detention. Uh, so we're just going to start there. <laughs> he needs there. attention in detention, right? That's like that's right. What, you know, uh, that's, that's what like, it is. That's straight up. I think this is a show that we have to protect. I think it is a, uh, it's a massive achievement uh, to make something comedic. Um, we don't laugh enough right now. Uh, we've been kind of saddled with so much kind of the burden of, of pain and, a, you know, a tense brow. Uh, in our fight for life and everything that we're doing in the world, that it would be nice to have like the same type of refuge that white folks have and others have in being able just to laugh for, mm-hmm. for a half hour, for 20 minutes, for 25 minutes at something that is pretty real at the same time. It's not just funny. It actually is capturing, you know, multiple people on the writing staff are actual educators. Uh, the person who conceived of it is uh, the the daughter of a long-term Philly educator. Um, there's obviously some insight there. Um, there's some style to the way that it is written that, you know, we can watch shows like The Office and nobody says, well, oh, my God, what does this mean about bosses or about business or whatever? It's funny. 
you know, it's, 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 uh, it's funny. We should be able to laugh at some things. I think it's, uh, um, um, it's massive kind of uptick is the reason why I said we have to, we have to protect it because it has just shattered some records, right? So black people writing, black people getting production deals, black people getting production deals that make it all the way to the end that have a representative cast of us that aren't all in stereotypical roles, but are in roles in which they have a, like a broader set of humanity that we can recognize. Oh yeah. I can see a person like that. You know, I, I know that person. I know, you know, not, not just the stereotypes stuff. all those things I just said are gates that we don't normally get through, which is why we should protect the show. Um, and the think piecing of it is going to drive me crazy. This should be the moment in which, cause I like think pieces in general, most times, but this is where we start drawing the line. This is where you know, we start I telling you would love all think pieces. You know what I mean? About anything, yeah. a little critique, a little, you know, uh, listen, I think this is the time that we start drawing a line on some things like this I is a project for me. That's going to make me say we gonna have to fight on this. Yeah. one, Right. <laughs> we have to fight on this one. Maybe share that. And then also want to hear about you mentioned trigger. And I would love to hear, like, what are some of the things that really stuck out to you as like, oh, this is I experience a variance of this, even if it was told in a, some type of comedic fashion. I remember, I think what sparked having me on the show was um, from a think piece that Sharif sent me um, sometime last week, I think. And I was like, why, why do people like, can't, why can't we just have anything nice? Like, why do you have to bash? (laughs) Like, let us just have this one thing because we need it. Right. Um, A critical friend. Like what's wrong with critical friendly think pieces? No, <laughs> you could do that with Ray. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need Lord. it. But I know some, I know somebody else close to you that needs Lord it. Lord knows he needs it. He Lord knows. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I think, like Chris said, like there are some things we have to protect because that piece that you shared with me was talking about this might be a piece that, or this might be a show that is actually going to, you know, allow more teachers to get up and quit their jobs. And I'm just like, no, it's not. I I actually don't think that's the case. I think it's going to hone in on like the importance of retaining effective educators. It's honing in on the importance of culturally responsive educators. And I think to me, that was touching. Like if I was someone that was never in the education system, if I watched that show, I, I would probably consider a career because the impact is so profound. You may not see it, you know, every single day, but you'll you'll feel it and you will definitely see it, um, it you know, eventually. <laughs> if somebody quit teaching, teaching children because of a comedy show, like, you know, I, I think they were just looking for, for I, well, why you quit? Why you resign? Well, I saw this comedy show last night. And so now I'm, I'm like that to me, that's like. That was a sign. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was, yeah usually that the opposite. More people usually sign up. I think it was a thing, like people signed up to work in Parks and Rec when Parks and Rec was out. Like it's a. Right. Right. Yeah, oh, really? Is, wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, one Chicago, right? Like the Chicago uh, P- PD and, and fire department. That's why those systems support it, because it gets you, you know, it helps you get some more people in the door sometimes. Mm-hmm. But then, I mean, all right. I hear that. But is there any harm that can come from shows like this? So before we get into the harms piece, right, I'm just mm-hmm. thinking about how how we could use a show like this to attract more male teachers, right? Because you see the male teacher that's there, uh, he's, he's as a substitute, highly qualified, was actually supposed to be the principal of the school prior to... I think to, that was part of the comedy. I don't think he was supposed to be the principal. I, I think he yeah. was. I, he's a little I think, clueless. I, I don't know. I don't know. He's, clue, he's clueless in terms of some things, but in other things, he shows up the right way. But it, it, my point is, is that the impact that he makes, even though he doesn't even know he's making that type of impact, is the kind of impact that 
is the Wow. Good, man. Hey, I'm good. Chris, jump in here. Like, damn, yo, what the fuck? Can I talk? Y'all gonna make this man. Uh, shirt, right? Sorry. Yes, the shirt is off-putting, Ray. Um, I mean, in every other way, you showing up as Chocolate Mountain tonight, but the shirt is a little. Uh, the shirt, shirts a lot. What y'all got against Banana Republic? Well, it's the color scheme, I think, is throwing me. It's so, giving me epilepsy, so, so, bro. But, uh, but it's okay. I mean, it's good. So you are fashionable you know always, bro. This, this color scheme is in support of, 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 a, of a group of people. You do know that, right? Oh, okay. Then I love it. Yes, then I love it. Your shirt is fabulous. Your shirt is amazing. Your shirt is amazing, and I love it. Um, Yo, Reef, I feel like Reef is showing up because he's got company. Yeah. Listen, I actually want to back up to what Shreve just said, though. Is it really this serious that you that a character would do something on a show and it would cause some sort of social reaction like people would not want to teach anymore? Or if we allow them to depict teachers this way or blah, blah, blah. Is that really realistic? I mean, are we just are we looking for stuff? Are we sitting around looking to shoot ourselves in the foot? Like this, Chris, if, you know? if it is realistic, then they you probably don't want them there. No way, bro. I, if people watching Law and Order and like I got to leave because of this episode, right. then, bro, then right. that's what you just need to do. I mean, like I said, I'm super happy. Like I love I love the young lady that's running it, man. And I, and I hope that she just gets all the success. I think that she's dope. I think she hit on a really cool thing just because I don't. Love it ain't over the moon on it. You know what I'm saying? Don't mean I'm not rooting for it. You know what I mean? Like, let people have their escapism. Let people. That's right. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Like, all things don't. It's not trying to be the most serious. It's not a documentary, man. It's a it's a sitcom that needs to get ratings, and they gonna you know we need to know will they won't they with the with the teacher and 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 the dude from from Chris. Everybody hates Chris, so like let them do what they gotta do. Yeah, I'm saying like so. It's stupid. Let me. There's two observations. I'm going to ask our guests to tell me what you think about these two observations I'm going to make about the show. Quick. Mm-hmm. So for Mimi, the first one is um, the children seem to be held harmless in most of it. So you get a lot of you talk a lot about you see a lot of the interaction between adults, which I think is positive. It's kind of like the teacher's lounge back room. So the kids aren't seen as any type of deficient in the show, which to me is rare for a show like this, right? Like, oh, ain't it awful or aren't they so tough or aren't they, you know, any of that type of stuff. It's the adults. And we always be, we always try to put attention on the adults in public education. So I think that's that's my first observation I think is really good. The second observation is more critical and might get me in trouble. But get because in trouble. The, get in trouble. <laughs> because this is what I'm gonna say, this is this is a nuanced point I'm about to make so y'all don't 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 run with me on or don't, don't don't run me out with this because it is so teacher centric and from the teacher point of view I think it shows a lot of insights that they want you know people to know about educators but they also show I think some of the blind spots that educators have about everybody else outside of them including the principal the administration the district so if you if there is a villain in this show it's somewhat the district or the those that can't be seen because this is a teacher perspective. It's kind of ground level. And it's also, you know, at the expense of the principal a lot who gets made fun of. Now, incidentally, as it turns out, here's the nuance. The principal's my favorite character. <laughs> She's the funniest one on the oh, damn wow. show. Like I crack up in every scene that she is in. Uh, um so I know that there's been a little bit of pushback, like maybe this, you know, isn't showing a black woman principal in the best light or whatnot. 
I think it's the funniest part of the show. So anyways, those are my two points. The first one is I think the kids are being held harmless, which is really good to me. I like that. This is about the adults and their backroom kind of conversations. And two, there is an insight into teacher thinking and also insight into teacher myopia. Like, like it is all from the teacher's perspective. They, they, they don't have a lot of insight outside of themselves about the district, the the broader things. I think later in the, the season, they're supposed to get into some more political issues that might show them, mm. you know, having more of a, a broad Just kind a of. Wider, so anyways, maybe what do you think about those two points? <laughs> yeah. When you were uh, talking about the children piece, I'm like there. I think the most recent episode, it was talking about this. Um, child that was transferred into her class because she, uh, according to the other white teacher, the other white second grade teacher, um, Melissa, she was saying that she's like a problem child. Like she just didn't know how to meet her where she was at. And she's like, I've, I've, I've done what I needed, what I could do. And she essentially asked her parents to switch out of her class and go into Janine's class. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. So the parent engagement piece there is, is uh, funny um, and necessary. I also think that once she transferred into Janine's class, she she showed out like she was definitely doing the most. And she Janine like had to do that research and figure out what was going on. And she was like, she's too smart for her own good. She does not need to be here in this grade. She's not being challenged. So I thought that was a good way of, you know, really looking into how to support children and meet them where they're at. Um, and, and that means that you can't treat them in like this one size fits all system. Right. Um, so that was one piece that I thought was interesting. I think as the show goes on, it's definitely going to get more politicized. I can only imagine what the show about unions is going to look like. Um, I know the education world is going to be an uproar is just the way that they might depict unions because they already had a conversation about uh, for, it's a, I think it was like South Philly uh, unionization in the past. They, so they hinted at it. I think it's definitely going to come up in one of these conversations or one of these um, shows. Was well, interesting. So, Go ahead, so Ryan. Really, really quick. Um, the second grade teacher had had her for two months, but I figured her out. Melissa, she had figured out the behavior. I just watched it just now, so it's kind of fresh in my brain. So she had figured out the behavior. And so because she figured out the behavior, the little girl then went to her parents and was like, I want a class switch. And so I guess we could stick here for a moment because like what third grader or second, second grader has that much power to where they can go to their parents and say, hey, I want a class switch, right? She was and, also um, able, most likely to, to lead a cult. So Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, so, so, and, and so which takes me to my next point, uh, those three files, the, the two files that she found, and then the third file that was in the desk, like we really talk about, some folks really talk about kids that way, right? Mm -hmm. And so in terms of like looking at how we are depicting uh, these students, and that little girl was brilliant because like, you know, come to find out, you know, it's like she was doing all these things and exhibiting all these behaviors and it was because she wasn't being challenged, right? Being challenged, and so it, it kind of made me think about my own child in terms of like, you know, some of the word usage that she uses and how she can be, uh, she can, she can show up in different ways if, 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 if she knows that there are no consequences for her doing that. Right. And so, um, yeah, that was definitely a, a, a good, uh, a good piece, but they don't think piece so, you know, to death. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't have a problem with people doing think pieces. I mean, it's like, all right, I'm doing this. I'm writing my opinion and... You know, why about, do they do it, Sharif? Why? Why is it like? Are they sitting around like the Meatag repairman, just waiting for something to be mad about? Like, like, you, like don't, yeah. you know, just like sitting around. Why oh, not? wait a second. No, let me is stop. that even? Is that millennials not having a about everything? Let is that natural? Speak. Let me me talk. Let me <laughs> say it. <laughs> I'm, I'm really curious about that. Like, say more. Ugh. 
about not having an opinion? Yeah, like yeah. How, where, when do people not have opinions about everything? Even the people to. who mind their business have an opinion. They might not share it. They right? have to communicate it to others. <laughs> I mean, wait, let me ask this. Are there are there, there this many think pieces about like Arrested Development or, you know, Seinfeld or, you know, old shows, new shows, those yeah. are, you know, there are. There is. I mean, yeah, I haven't read them. Like, you're, 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 you're not looking I'm for them, though. You're not looking yeah, for them. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the difference. They're out I, there? I would say this. They're think piecing the white shows to death, too? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, comedies I would, like Parks yeah. and Rec. And comedies is. A, I would imagine. Comedies a little bit. I, I think a lot of. Oh, sorry. I mean, to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I think I, the one thing I've seen, like especially with like the nurse and doctor shows, because mm-hmm. I'd be in that environment too. Like the only like there are people like Doctor Mike that'll like analyze a scene and just be like, okay, this is just not based in reality because they don't want somebody to hurt themselves, right? Like you know what I'm saying, like. People show up at the hospital talking about stuff they seen on like, uh, you know, Chicago, uh, like uh, <laughs> hospital. Right. Like it's just that, that's different. What, 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 what? Yeah. Chicago. Man. What I do think would be a smart for somebody listening to do, though, is from a teacher or a school leader that has some fun with it and maybe breaks down certain scenes around what we would have done in this situation versus what we wouldn't have. Because I think the thing is, is that the the only way to monetize things is you usually have to go negative, right? So my kind of lukewarm reception where I'm like, I love these people and I'm happy and I want to see it be successful, but it ain't really for me personally. That ain't going to get you clicks. What's going to get you clicks is this is the worst. Da, 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 da. This is the, and I think that that's the part that people get annoyed at, right? It's like, like, I think people are going to like, unfairly just target it and like just let it be a comedy man like it's a it's a 22 minute sitcom baby with commercials like i don't know what you expecting to kind of happen but it, but it can be annoying and, and and i think for me my escapism i don't want to feel like i'm going back to work like at you know later at night like i want to watch some stuff where i'm escaping somewhere else well, I, 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 I like look at this and I look at secure. And if we have one more black woman, insecure, bro. Insecure. Uh, uh, yeah. So if we have one more black woman, no, no, no. Yeah, say it. Say it. Say no, it. wait a minute. So y'all gonna make fun of me when I do stuff? Y'all gonna let him ride with? Just, 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 you're not letting me ride with it. I just don't care, bro. Like so. So that's the difference. That's the difference. I just don't give a damn. I mean, when you're when you're this pretty, you don't have to worry about things. Anyways, like so so like. Yes, bro. Yes, bro. Absolutely. Chocolate Mountain. Step back, King. Uh, So anyways, like, listen, uh, 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 you and Chocolate Thunder over there with the doctorate. Y'all need to like just chill for a second. All of the point that I'm trying to make right now is if we have one more black woman, write and get a production deal and get a show on TV that depicts black people in a positive light that we can all enjoy. And we allow the mob to come for them in ways that are really stupid and destructive and kind of so in support of having no more black women do that work. Uh, uh, no more Ava's <laughs> like to come down the pipe uh, or whatnot. See, 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 we're going to be in trouble if we keep doing this. This is a good excuse to not make shows. This is the best excuse to not make shows. Right? Let me, yeah, let me ask this, though, because I don't think I, I hear y'all. I don't think, you know, uh, Principal Kefela, I, I think I saw him earlier in the comments. I don't think he did it for clicks. I don't think he was doing it for bashing. He he put out and he got, you know, some heat, some agreement, uh, very specific feedback about and critique about how the black woman is. You know, you're speaking about like elevating 
you know, Ray normally, instead of Banana Republic, he says, you know, protect black women at all costs or something like that, you know? And so he, Principal Kefele said like, hey, you know what? The the principal is being, you know, it's a, a kind of buffoonery for her to act that way and how that may depict black women in the role. And like, so how 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 do people receive that? You know what I mean? Because I, I was reading some of the uh, the comments and some people agreed with him and said like, yeah, and then other people like, you know, are saying like, hey, don't, you know, it's just comedy. Leave it alone. You know, um, the one thing I would say is that it wasn't the only I've seen so many shows where the only black representation is that. And that wasn't that's not the case in this particular show. But I'm very interested. Mimi, I want to hear from you uh, about that initially. But Chris brought up like that's his favorite character. Well, it's you know? my favorite character. Let me just say this. Mm-hmm. None of the characters are a great representation of their particular type for everybody. Mm-hmm. The West Philly white teacher, female teacher, uh, isn't Philly, somebody Philly, or South Philly. Philly. I'm sorry. Yeah. She, she, she's, not the, she's not the one that everybody would want to be. The white guy teacher is not the, the guy that everybody would want to be. The principal who can't find himself, the, the, the principal in waiting who's a substitute teacher is not Lord the black male that everybody would want to be. This isn't like one role fits everybody. Everybody's a broad character sketch. Uh-huh. Like, like we need to have a sense of humor. Now, now I'm not going to discount the good principal's uh, critique because I have lots of respect for him and I don't want him, I don't want the heat. <laughs> like, I don't want the smoke at all. So, so I agree with him totally. But I'm just saying we should, we should, have, we should have a sense of humor. That's all I'm saying. Yo, hey, Capella hey, is dope. Capella is dope. He's he dope. He's he super yeah, dope. When, and he's when, right when about he, this. Yeah, yeah. When he when he sent the tweet out though, when he when he sent the tweet out, I kind of I re I retweeted it because I wanted it to be like good conversation, and it actually turned out to be good conversation because he was able to understand it from the perspective of the young folks in terms of like how it wasn't it wasn't being used as tropey. But I respect mm-hmm. him for the fact that he did go out on a limb uh, to protect black women because he didn't want to uh, he he didn't want to feed into those negative mm-hmm. tropes mm-hmm. about black women. So I got a lot of respect for that guy. We don't want no heat because yo, hey, when he comes, his followers come, and so uh, peace. No, <laughs> no, the brother's right. The brother's no, listen, right, right now. Listen, I, I love Principal Kafele, and I, I think, I think one of the things that he really also said was he's not talking about the show. He was talking about very specifically often when black women are portrayed and in a role, they're often carried. You know, I remember like there were certain shows we could not watch as little kids because how black people were, you know, portrayed, and they're like, nah. You know, my, my our village was like, no, you're not going to form unconscious thinking about black people from that, you know, that show. My mother told me she was like, you were you were about four and you did the JJ joy like, hey, what's happening? She's like, oh, that, she just cut TV off, like, like broke the TVs, put them out the house. Like she was like, you ain't that's not what I want in your, you know, your inner conscious. So I understood exactly like what yes, he was man. saying. I, yeah, I mean. And you, sh- and you show up exactly like that right now, too. No mashallah, sense of humor. Mashallah. I, listen, up, I was, I'm a serious person by nature, but I've actually, we're, you know what? We're, I'm so glad you said this. Me, we were talking about this as a family today at our family brunch. Some of us, like, were so serious. We actually started finding our sense of humor in our 30s. Like I grew up as a, as a serious kid. It, it was like, it was hard for me to just <laughs> guff all high. I, even now, I don't like, you know, it has to be something extremely funny for me to like just bust out laughing. Usually I'm like, uh-huh, that was funny. Uh-huh, that was cute. <laughs> I mean, so like, I think there's just people like their narrative, but I can still appreciate, you know, humor. It's like, I can't draw, but I can appreciate art. 
You know, so it's, it's the very thing. My father the same way. He's like, yeah, I didn't have a sense of humor. He's like, it, it was just a different context that we were, you know, coming up in. So now I try to like, you know, appreciate it even more and, and find humor. And I think I started finding humor when I had my own kids. You know what I mean? When I started teaching and 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 not being a series. They even tell you when I first became a principal, it was all business. Like, yo, we got work to do. We ain't got time to be, you know, uh, uh, you know, hooping and hollering and then black folks always want to show their teeth, all that kind of stuff. So, you it's know, a good I, point. I, it's a good point, Sharif, because we have to realize that there are still humorless people in the world and <laughs> that they deserve and, and they deserve shows too somewhere we else. I can guarantee you somewhere when you make those. Yeah, they call it dramas. Uh, they're called dramas and they're also called shows that get canceled quickly because nobody wants to see an accurate <laughs> depiction of life every day. If you made these characters true to life, and and a hundred percent accurate and and noble in I all think their it would character, be very noble and smart with no no. This is the worst. Now tell ever. now y'all tell me why documentary. Boston Public was good. Boston thing. Public was a good show. Yeah, it was a good what? drama. It was, Boston it was a good Public drama. Was a really good yeah, show. Okay, okay, yeah, all right. Is, is it on? I mean, it was. It was on. I think it was a David E. Kelly show. I think it was. Yeah, it was on for for a while, and they they did what they need. I mean, listen, man. Like, we can't just be funny though. Like, I mean, listen. Like, one that woman is dope. Uh, the, the one who plays the principal, she actually has a special on Netflix. She's part of this series. Looks, man, she's trying to get the next role. B. Like, she's trying to like. <laughs> we talking about supporting black. I'm serious, right? Like, she yes. wants to be the breakout star, right? Like the same way Carell like utilized the office to be. And, you know, these shows are smart if they're following that office Parks and Rec. It's the aloof leader that becomes the lovable leader that you kind of love. And they kind of are this point of catharsis that they get to say and do the thing that you would never actually do. Like, I think any smart person knows that that's not how a school is actually running. But I get what the listen, man, much respect to the principal. And I get it. And, and I listen, I, I just feel like it's a comedy like. Mm-hmm. It, it could be a drama. There could be it could be a drama, man. Like, listen, I watch law shows. Don't no court show go to actual trial as fast as they do in court or shows, bro. It's just black folks involved. It, it, it's just not how that goes. Like, I, I'm I'm on a board of a hospital, bro. We don't they don't just go into surgeries, bro. Like, there's like planning, bro. Like, it's like a a theme, right? And like review boards and all kind of stuff like that. And you got to publish. Like, I mean, I get it though, right? And I, I understand. Here's where I would I will shoot the principal some bail, and here's where I will push in a loving way because I, I think that that's fine the, the position he took actually it helps to show the more people are talking about it and arguing about it right if you tune in whatever but I would just say man looking at these type of shows yo like it, it just don't suck the fun out of it like let them have a little bit of fun Quinta is like you know she left no, another no, show no, that was funny. actually she left another show that was successful on HBO to go out and kind of do this thing. Like she putting her all into it. You know what I'm saying? I do feel that that point would be stronger if that black woman was the only black person in the show and that person was being portrayed as a buffoon. The lead protagonist is a black woman who is just, they make her as sweet as can be. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And you got, you got the, everybody hates Chris brother. Like, you know, they got these people looking really well and like, I want to get to the part like Chris Rock was saying, we ain't got to be A plus in everything, yo. Like we get to be C students sometimes too. So I get where he's coming from, but if you enjoy it, just enjoy it. I, I don't a know. truth bomb too. Drop a truth bomb here. Mimi, I'm going to throw this to you. Yeah. Because Thank what you. I said earlier, because what I said earlier, this is a, from a teacher's point of view. The teachers on the, the writing staff are teachers and the, the creator is a teacher. And teachers have re, have had some very 
buffoonish administrators. As much as anybody watching this show wants administrators, there was an administrator in NYC who didn't show up for a year. And she would, when she would pop in, she was wearing a a fur coat (laughs) and she didn't come for a whole year. (laughs) And they couldn't fire her right away. She's making almost $200,000. If you are the teachers in schools with administrators that you see do some crazy, wacky stuff, you're at home grading papers, drinking wine, watching this, thinking, yup. (laughs) <laughs> yep, yep, this is my life right now. We have to admit that maybe I'm thinking she's comedy and she's a character sk- sketch, but there are not everybody is perfect in education. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would also you say, know? in her defense, I don't think she is a buffoon. I think she's actually really intelligent. Like, if you even hear about how she got yes. that job, uh-huh. I'm like, <laughs> that's true. That's fine. She's just like creative and resourceful, just like the teachers are on that show too. So she just doesn't have experience. So like we can we can definitely all agree on that. Like she has zero experience, and that's why she's out of touch to what the educators are saying that they need uh, to be successful in the classroom. Um, yeah. So that that's my my Mimi. Stuff. But what what else? So there, you mentioned a couple of things. I think everybody mentioned something that ties into a realistic experience. You know, one of the things that, you know, Ray brought up the uh, the young black man, mm-hmm. um, you know, who's a, and the piece that, uh, that I think was reality was like his impact on the children, even the ones who don't necessarily teach, he doesn't teach, right? And that was one of the things that, you know, uh, we see from a lot of times. He's, he's like the only one, you know? And the other thing was the, the, uh, the vacancies where they're like, hey, janitor custodian come come sub right and then the third piece for me the third piece for me was how the turnover i think on the first show they talked about how few people returned and so the attrition rate so those are things that i was like even with all the comedy and all this there are some very specific things mm-hmm. that do speak to the reality of um you know so we love that like what are some of the things that resonated with you you, th- you talked about trigger earlier as well what are the things you say you know what that piece even if it's you know, wrapped around a little exaggeration and stuff. Yeah, well, the the show hits on a few themes that I um, just made a note of over time. So they they hit on the theme of insufficient resources, like literally every episode, <laughs> which is annoying at first, but I, I get it. Um, so like they really want to hone in on that. The misappropriation of school funds. So, you know, the, the, the school principal, instead of using the, the money from the district to actually buy supplies that the teachers were asking for, she bought, uh, she made a sign for the school with her uh, picture on it, which is also laughable. <laughs> I did a billboard for my school before. It wasn't my picture, but I did do a billboard, but I was laughing. I mean, how, how many educators have had to witness something like that happen in their school? So I think that at that point was just like, oh my gosh, this is just too, too much. Cause we've all lived it at, at one point. Um, they also talk about, uh, you know, self-care, like refusing to burn out for these kids. Like someone's got to be there to take care of them. So if we burn out, who's going to be there? I thought that was so powerful. Um, the teacher shortage piece, like you said. So once a teacher left, um, they had the janitor coming in, teaching the kids about Kanye West uh, being, or I think he voted for Kanye for president. Um, talking about crazy stuff. So like that was very questionable. And I'm like, I'm sure something like this is happening in our classrooms right now because there's a heavy, there's a huge teacher shortage. So National I just, Guard is teaching in the neighborhood near you, you know, so. <laughs> I love that the janitor gave them a lesson on the Illuminati. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love that the janitor, when they brought him in the classroom to teach, first thing he did was like start teaching about the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I don't want that to happen in my school. I don't want that to happen in my children's school, but it is funny. (laughs) So, so some, some, some schools across the country, 
right? Elephant in the room, uh, have uh, principals that only have two to three years experience in the classroom, right? And so we're talking about this teacher and we're talking about like this trope of her not having experience. You have that in some schools, right? And so, I mean, it's a reality. Yeah. It's a reality. Mm-hmm. I, I think what, I mean, just to Chris's larger point though, man, like, don't like if if we end up killing the show, we kill our own show, and then we're gonna be like, well, we ain't got no shows that represent or whatever. I get it, man. Listen, this ain't this is us, which probably has the best. I think this is us the best written show of all time. I don't know how this they do it. Written for awards. Yeah, I mean that show is ridiculous. It, 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 it's just it's the best written show. But I think that the writers did a good job here, man. I talked to y'all about my cousin, the one that was helping me, like. You know, with the Chicago Fire thing, man, like they, they got consultants, they got people that's there that they talk to and they try to do it, you know what I'm saying, with, with a little bit of respect and care and all that stuff. I think it's good that people are having this much conversation and this much thought. Um, and, and, and like, but we, again, it's not a drama. Like, I mean, it's, it's you start with something that's like, just how TV shows are made to what Chris, you what you were saying, bro. Like you can make everybody true to life and be the people, and then you will not last in a twenty-two minute slot. You know what I'm saying? Like you you can do that if you want, <laughs> but th- that's not what this is, man. Like and I and let people have their fun. Let people like all the people in the comments that seeing bits and pieces of themselves or whatever. Like do that, have that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's all good. And if they step out of line, I guess people can you know complain. I stay right. I just. I just couldn't take it seriously when I saw all the all the stuff. It like turned me off to it, right? Because it's like I don't even want to watch it and like have to read and see all that stuff in my feed. Like I was talking about my algorithm today because my algorithm was filled with Abbott Elementary, and I'm like, can I please get a new algorithm? Because I just don't care. Like, like I, mean, I hope I'm the show does well. I'm gonna tag you on Abbott. You know, <laughs> I mean, you can, and I will help. block you. That the block <laughs> wouldn't be strong. One hundred percent. Oh my god, yo, he is, he is, yo, he is up for a block. He is up for a block award. <laughs> I haven't earned it yet. I'm disappointed in myself. Like that, that's what you earned it on Instagram. You definitely <laughs> earned it on on Instagram every day. But but here's uh, the thing. And but I, but 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 you see how I'm doing? How I, I'm being honest and saying I don't. Look, the show's not necessarily for me. But I'm, I really do want to see it. I, I think it's a really good show. I think it's really well put together. And I think people are forgetting stuff. There's a straight person and there's like the the, the kooky person and there's people in between. This woman, the, the press was playing opposite Cheryl Lee Ralph. She is playing opposite like a Broadway dream girl trained actress who her job is to be the serious person, the, the, the moral center of the story. And then you got this other person who's wacky. Like it's just, that's just a common sitcom thing you know what i mean so um yeah, Howard, the veteran teacher is like the the veteran teacher we all needed when we were in the classroom yeah. like i i had a miss howard in the school that i taught at um my first two years in san antonio so i was just like i just can't i can't stop thinking about her and i honestly would not be the educator that i am today if it weren't for people like you know our miss howards that really like they've been in the system for years and years and years they have like you know family engagement on lock. They know like what they're, they're just very real about what to expect. And they show up for their kids in the way that they know how, and they do it on a consistent basis. And I'm like, those are, those are the people that, that we need to lean on. Um, 
especially because it's so easy to get jaded in these systems. And I mean, you can say that Ms. Howard is definitely like one of those people that's very skeptical and she's just like cynical, like, don't don't expect anything. You're not going to get anything. Mm-hmm. Just make it make do with what you have. And I I mean, you know, I that that can also be a little frustrating for teachers like Janine or like bright eyed and bushy tail. Like, I want to fix the world and, you know, do all these good mm-hmm. things for my kids. And it's like, y- yes, but be just be realistic, like focus on what you can control. So she was giving her some very practical advice that educators need. And listen. Can I can know, I make listen. a can I can can I make an inference? Well, not even an inference. Can I just see, see, say something about what I'm seeing? You don't need um, permission. J- Jump in, bro. J- Janine is annoying as hell, right? <laughs> she kind of is. She kind of annoying is. as hell. She and really so have is. You, have you have you have worked with very sweet. Like, have, you, have you have worked <laughs> with a teacher like that, or have you have been an administrator to a teacher like that? Bro, that's annoying. So you're anti-idealistic. So I was a Janine in my school. Yeah, you're, you're anti And you would have been there for one year and you would have found a new home. <laughs> I just, I, even in her relationship, I will say this. If there was a think piece, her relationship with her boyfriend is kind of whack oh, on the show. That's kind of a whack but, ass. But you need, but you need so. the bad guy so you can not feel, so you don't feel bad about rooting for her to get with the other well, dude. I will say this much. Well, two things. One, I want to go back and say the comments in the comments. Uh, Principal Cafele says, hey, brothers, I'm only expressing opinion. It's all good. It's yeah, all so, good. And, and we respect that, brother. That's the, Absolutely. That's the man. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and the opinion that he's That's making is a good he, he he said in a previous comment, he's not down in the whole show. He's mm-hmm. only talking about one character mm-hmm. that he finds yeah. uh, problematic in the show. Uh, so just wanted to put, you know, put that out there. But there's really, hey, a, you know, she's like trying to get another job, bro. She she is trying to, you know, she, I don't she, know what she's trying career. to do because I don't know her. But I, I will say this much. There's only two black males on the show. And one's a teacher who's faltering. Oh, and the other one's okay. a boyfriend. The other one's a boyfriend with a rap career that ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Who'd be like taking her car during the day to do random weird and shit. Her food. So, so, and that was her food a little sad. I feel you know? bad. I was like, yo, that's, that's <laughs> whack. You know? So, uh, again, <laughs> another another observation, Reef, and you can talk us through this one. Uh, because you know you're the spicy dresser and you're 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 the person that shows up or whatever. Yo, uh, say less, bro. That, 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 <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> that that guy gets uh, sexually harassed on a daily basis, bro. <laughs> uh, he kind of does, yo. Yeah. Yep, he does by he his does. supervisor. Yeah, by, by everybody. By everybody, really, it's true, uh, and racially harassed because the white teacher wants to be down with him so bad that he, he you know, he's making it kind of a weird. Uh, he's making it weird. Let me go back to my main boy. I want to just keep making this again. If you're a black consumer of media, first of all, you are not an expert on what goes into entertainment development. But as a consumer, it is possible to binge and run out of stuff. You can you can have five streaming services and go through all kinds of stuff. And another population still has months and months and months and months of stuff to go through. And you can, what you're looking at. And you can hit the end of your binging. You could be when a, a season show goes over at the end of your binge, you go, you kind of go, oh man. Wow. Well, I wish there was another episode because mm-hmm. you know, we run in a little bit of a drought now, right? That's not something that the rest of the world has to contend with all the time. So appreciate your gems when you have them, right? And this is one of them to me. This is this is quadrupled its ratings, right? Come yeah, on. That's impressive. Let him know. Hey, we could have did the same show on Ozark. 
Chris likes to call it. Oh god! Hey, look, I'll be watching Chicago PD. I'm like, I'll be like, how is they still going undercover in Chicago in the social media age every week? I don't know, but I watch it. It's I don't understand it, but I enjoy it. Like it's escapism, man. But I guess, bro, we just take our to change the subject. But Charles, you mentioned this is us. You said it's the best writing. It is. I think the reason you like it and I like it, and other people might be able to watch it in conjunction with the rest of the world is because it's got one of the most dope depictions of a black family uh, on anywhere in TV on it. That uh-huh. You take them out of that show. I don't know that we're saying the same thing, right? Like uh, uh, um, we're hungry for dope I mean, depictions of our people. Yeah. It, it, I mean, the episodes I saw, I liked it because of Randall and his Randall. family. Yeah. Randall's yeah. Family. yeah. I, I would just I, say, I, I, go ahead, Ray. I was just about to say, I can't watch an episode of This Doesn't Not Cry. That's what I'm saying. It's listen, bro. Oh I be I, listen. I didn't even watch the last episode. I was oh I was driving Wait. back, right? No, no, Ray, I'm with the you. Next I time was... you cry, take a picture. That's going to be my new meme. Right? Jesus. <laughs> so, so wait, you, you you coming for me now because at first I had the shirt on. Now you're telling me as a black man that I can't cry? I love I the shirt. I love the shirt I love and I love black male tears. I just for the record. I love that you cry. I just want a picture of it. I just Listen, wanna, I, 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 I challenge my meme with yours. I challenge anybody to watch three episodes of This Is Us and Not Cry. Listen, I didn't even watch the last episode. It was about dude and losing his mom and I didn't even watch it. I just listened to it and I'm I'm like what the f- why why is this writing so good I, I hate it I hate how good the writing is on this is us but it's I TV, think right I mean, it's not like a documentary right like this this is like this is this a, is a, a drama like you, you what are you talking about this is us yeah nah this is us actually it's it's actually a, a fresh premise it's like different generations that's kind of intertwined it's no, I'm saying it's, I not, I, it's not real life though right it's it's like it's it's acting and all that kind of stuff I'm, I'm just trying to make sure I'm clear. It's not a documentary. Why the cold keep coming from me in these damn comments? But I don't don't know. Like, you're like, wow, wow, wow. But listen, bro, whatever. I'm just going to say. Whatever. I I got time for that. But listen, there's another show, Arcane. It's a cartoon based off a video game. That's like the dopest thing I've seen all year. It was like beautiful. Uh, It didn't make me cry, but it made me think. It was just really good. Like, this is entertainment, man. This is just stuff. Like, why can't. I'm telling you, it's the Chris Rock thing, yo. It's like, like, it's like, yo, if you live, you got to be the greatest of whatever if you black, right? You just can't just have, you you get, you just can't have like a, like an okay show. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's either got to be the best or it's the worst shit ever. And it's like, come on, man, let our people just breathe. Like, let them, let her figure it out. She a young exec. Like, she's trying to do what she's doing. People talking about it. They rocking. Like, they gonna make mistakes. They're supposed to be characters. Guess what? That you don't like. This a that's a that's a that is a big part of the, the the thing, right? It's supposed to be villains and characters and stuff like that. I just I just feel like we got to give our people room to develop and do whatever. And guess what? The Raiders gonna do what they gonna do. So if it's a bad show, the Raiders the, the the network don't give a damn about the social justice of it or the representation right. of it. Okay. If it ain't getting the ad money. It's gone. Well, look, let's, uh, yeah, let's do it. You can ask Morris Chestnut about that. Every show he does, they yank that shit off the air. Morris Chestnut. Mm. <laughs> All right, we got we no, got to we got to do closing comments. But in the closing comments, I would love to um, hear what is something about schools that you know that maybe you would you hope that they introduce through comedy or you know through the show or something that they revisit. You know, something about schools. You're like, you know what? I haven't seen that part yet, or. I've seen it and I hope to see it more. You know, I hope they, they, uh, you know, so Dr. Cole, let's start with you. Maybe we'll end with you. Um, 
Sounds good. All right. Um, you said, what do I wish that they would do? I mean, I don't know. This show is making me think, this conversation is making me remember on like the Steve Harvey show and like hanging with Mr. Cooper and Mr. Cooper for a bunch of reasons because he was always around Oakland. It was supposed to be set in Oakland and all that stuff. Um, I, listen, man, I'm rooting for the show. Like I said, it don't, it may not personally do it for me, but I think that, you know, just this conversation to me just lets me know that like, yo, I really hope that they make it. I hope that some there probably will be some young person in high school or or, or college that's like, you know, what, I mean, I want to I want to get out of crack. I want to I want to do that. Like, that seemed cool. You know what I'm saying? I think I know it's happened with the fire one because my cousin told me about it. Right. Like people are like, oh, that seemed cool. I, I really want to kind of do that. So if it helps in this teacher shortage and all that stuff to kind of get that boost and does what it does and people can can uh, can, can enjoy it. Hey, man, God bless you. yo. Like and, and Miss Brunson, keep keep going for it. And I wish nothing but success for everybody on that on that crew and on that staff, you know. Principal Kefele, that was my answer. So I got to uh, think of something else. Uh, Ray, Ray, what you got? Um, hmm. Let's see here. I've been attacked all night. Not by me. LGBTQIA <laughs> community, and for me being expressive about my feelings as a black man, <laughs> I've been criticized for uh, crying or sharing that I cry on not this episode or whatever. I'm Good. feeling like I'm showing up to a very toxic work environment <laughs> and <laughs> and bright beam forever. Right. Uh, hey, so so I know that I wouldn't have to go through this stuff if I was working at Brightbeat. I don't know what other nonprofits that are here on this show that show up this way that make their employees feel this way, but I know that Brightbeam does not. And so my hat, I, I, you know what? I owe him a hug. I think that's what I owe him a hug and a cheesesteak. I'm, I'm gonna be a Brightbeam guy. That's it. That's my final thought. <laughs> <laughs> Citizen Stewart. Oh God. Something you something you uh hope they, they introduce or revisit. All right. Well, three things. Uh I agree with the Chocolate Mountain that um that Bright Beam is a incredible place to work and is affirming <laughs> to all people of all backgrounds. Uh we believe in universal love. So I'm affirming of his shirt and of his words. I receive it at Bright Beam. And if you want to work for us, go to brightbeamnetwork.org. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we have positions open. <laughs> um, so that's number one. Thank you, Chocolate Mountain, for that. I appreciate you, brother. Um, the, you the was really second. calling that man Chocolate Mountain. You don't do that. Huh? All day, and all the texts, everything. Jesus. Uh, the, numbers, the, the number two thing is right now, we are putting our children in the company every day of, <laughs> of people that are having a really rough time, right? And this isn't, nothing's normal right now. This isn't a good time. Our kids are having mental situations. Our, our teachers are having, are holding it together the best that they could possibly can. I'm a big critic of the system, always have been. We have on this show have criticized the, the unions, the teachers, the districts, the schools. It is a racist institution. We have done all that and it has all been true. But at this moment right now, there are people like the, any ounce of human compassion that you can have right now, there are people that are minding your children through the day that are going through some things and your kids are going through some things too. Any amount of sunlight that you can have that kind of opens it up for us to have a collective experience where we can laugh and uh, and have some insights and not be so damn serious because the world is serious right now. That's helpful. So, so, so those are my main two points. My last thing about, to answer your question about like, what would I like to see? Our kids are so damn funny. 
Mm. It, like the, the thing that I think is missing from this show that could be, uh, that, that is rarely kind of unearthed is just how funny our kids actually are. Uh, if you spend time, like I love comedy, I've always loved comedy, and I find kids so much funnier than adults. Uh, so if they could tap into some of that, I think that would make the show even better than it is right now. Yeah, that last episode with the young lady who was, you know, they called it too smart for her own good. She just wasn't being challenged, right? And so, like, I thought I thought she was funny, you know, uh, but um, definitely. Mimi, what, what, are, what are your thoughts? Um, so I also... I think I would like to see them do an episode around like what it looks like for teachers to take care of themselves. Cause I, I mentioned this earlier, that self-care piece, especially for, for novice educators is so important because they will burn out like really quickly. And I know uh, Melissa was also saying like, um, this is a call that you answered, but you need to make sure that you're, you're here for your kids. So hopefully they can, um, you know, emphasize the importance of that. And I also think it'd be kind of cool for them to t- d- dig a little bit deeper into the black male educator uh, you know, um, storyline there. I think it's so important. Like he, he didn't see himself as a long-term educator. He's just like, I'm a sub, like, I don't plan on being here that much longer. And he didn't even want to decorate his classroom, but I, I, we all know he's going to stay like the kids are just, they, they already have his heart. So (laughs) he's not going to go anywhere anytime soon. And now also he's checking for Janine as we all know, but I, I think that they should dig a little bit deeper into that. And Sharif, whenever they put you on a show as superintendent, maybe. That's- uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm trying to get I'm, I'm, I'm also trying to get GLB on the show. Glory Lats and Billing. I think she would be, you know, absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. Hey, uh, Mimi, uh, that's a really dope shirt. I appreciate that. You know what I mean? We appreciate that. Look at that. You know what I mean? I want, I, where do you where can we get one? Like, if, you, you know, what? We, you can get that one at www. Brightbeamnetwork.org. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Well, listen. I mean, you made a point about the self care. I agree with that. And <laughs> I wanted. I thought Ray was going to flip his wick. Well, I thought he was going to flip because she was getting her nails done during her prep. I think or lunch. lunch prep. Oh, that was lunch. That was a long lunch. You know, I mean, I was just like, uh oh, getting nails done during prep. I did. I know what Ray going to say about that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Listen, I I would say. I would say one of the things, and I, I agree with with uh, everything that you all uh, said, and including uh, Principal Kafele about you know diving into teaching truth and what does that mean in the school, particularly for the older any of the students, but particularly the older students and how they how they wrestle with that. And if there was like a pressure from the principal, like no, you can't do that, blah blah blah, you know, just like how they navigate that kind of um, that kind of stuff. Uh, the other piece uh, that I would love is what Mimi said about the, the black male educator, but I also would love for them to dive into black educators too, like why they're so important, why Shirley Ralph's you know uh, role. And I agree, I had I had a couple of those right, and they were just like lifesavers they understood and they cared deeply about and they were successful like their kids learn i was like oh i want i want my kids to learn like your kids are learning right like that that was a thing so i think the black educators they've hinted at it i hope that they draw and dive deep right like when when the young man was having trouble with parents and relationships and 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 being on the same page he got advice from you know shirley ralph's character or you know things like that so i i think for and uh quince has given uh, feedback to the young man about, yo, your, your classroom, like this needs to be an inviting space. Like, hey, you know what? Students are affirming you. You need to return that. All of those kind of things. And then, you know, you guys talked about something earlier that I just want to like just double down. 90% of the shows on TV that people consume, particularly in this country, should be 
factual documentaries. All right. Get your entertainment. Oh, oh my God. From finding Jesus, documentaries, Jesus. truth, <laughs> actual stuff. You know, this is one of the, the most. Look, under, this is one of the countries. When you don't listen to y'all, y'all going to ruin that lady's show. Most, I'm just telling you. Y'all, no, y'all no, can turn her show into a say, PD. No, that's and it's going to go up. That's her, this show, Abbott Elementary, should be part of the 10%. The other 90% should be about, you know, documentaries and people Jesus. actually learning facts and history and things like that. Secondly, 50% of the shows this is thirdly, should be bro. based in Philly. Like, 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 oh, my God. This. This this that's, look, that's Philly. why, like, this is us because Randall family was in Philly. No, Randall. Like, this is us. Randall, I love it because I saw three episodes. I love the Philly one and they from Pittsburgh. They mm-hmm. PA all day, baby. Like, this is this is a beautiful hey. time. Hey Josh, put the screen. Hey, put, put the screen. Mimi, back I want to I want to thank you for coming in. You know, this evening. Thank you so much. Put the screen. Back on him. Let him. Let him talk. Let him really talk. appreciate he, you coming on the show this this evening. You've been listening to another episode of the, the Eight Black talks, Hands. The more everybody this is not. This is not the Banana Republic. This is a democracy, a meritocracy, and we will see you next week. Same time. What is going on? You have been listening to the Eight Black Hands podcast with Ankrum, Cole, El Mecki, and Stewart. If you like what you heard, follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at 8BlackHands1. Thank you for listening. <laughs>